Black Hypothesis. Welcome, welcome. It's Paper Made here. Thought I'd just engage you all in a bit of conversation straight off the dome. So, welcome to this new segment, Wisdom Wasted with Paper Made. All right, so... Honestly speaking, we've all been just put through hell this whole last year and a half with COVID going on. It's changed a lot of things in the way that we interact with others, the way that we go to work, the way that we shop, the way that we do literally everything. And if I've learned anything from public health, it's that when you have something like this, something that has transformed the way the globe, the people of the globe live our lives, it's going to impact our lives for a significant amount of time, if not forever. Think about it. For us who live in the U.S., after 9-11 happened, like security was changed and transformed. You know, when you're going to federal agencies, when you're going to the airport, you are checked out the nines, okay? And what is that? T-A-T-T-S-A? T-S-A is like on point, okay? And if you think about it, we didn't try as hard. We didn't do as much before that time. But now you can't really see yourself, getting caught off guard and not being totally secure or having all your things in check if you're leaving the country or if you're traveling to another state. The same goes for COVID-19. Masks have become something that people wear regularly. Some people wear them all the time. Some people wear them in and out. And some just don't like them, right? However, that understanding of being close to someone, where is my personal space? What is my personal boundary? And defining that for the people that you're interacting with is becoming very normalized because we're going to be thinking about, I don't want your germs, your viruses, whatever you may be dealing with to rub off on me. We're careful. We're more careful now. Everybody knew about personal hygiene, but I'm sure that each of us are more meticulous about those things, washing our hands, cleaning up after ourselves, wiping things down before we use them or even after. So how is this going to change other things, other things that we regularly do? What I'm hearing a lot about when it comes to work culture COVID-19 is going to be transforming this environment in a way that may be for the better, may not, may not be. It depends on the kind of person that you are. But I think it's going to allow us a lot more freedoms. And who doesn't like that? Before COVID, we were tied down to our offices, tied down to our desks, you know, not getting to see our families as much. And now sometimes it feels like we see them a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes we wish we could see them a little bit less, if I'm going to be totally honest. But there's always a good side and bad side to everything. So in this new work culture, you wouldn't be as tied down. Some of us haven't even worked in the office for the entire past year and a half. 
what does that look like after we normalize this new way of living? It's called gig culture. So gig culture is obviously going to find its way into STEM. And it's going to find its way pretty simply. What is gig culture? Well, obviously, you guys have heard about consultants, right? You've heard about freelancers. You've heard about contractors. It's not like it's new. These roles, these these methods of working are not new, but it's just going to become a lot more prevalent than it has been because being stationary was really what we did for the most part. And those people who really prioritized having that flexibility were the ones who chose to work like that. It was kind of like a choice. Now I think we're going to be pushed into it a little bit. Just because if you think of yourself as an employer, what would you rather have? After you've had to deal with people quitting all the time on you, (laughs) because you know people are quitting out the who's. And I don't say, I'm not saying anything bad about it because in this day and age, if we're going to be self-sacrificial for you, making you all this money, we know we are. We're not dumb. We know that we're making you at least 15 times what you're giving us. Sometimes people are like, I've sacrificed so much for y'all and y'all don't give me nothing back. So why am I here? And it makes it much easier for people to just be like, you know what, I'm done. And they walk out. So employers are dealing with that. And then they also feel like they're making a lot of sacrifices because they're paying for health insurance. They're paying taxes. They're paying this and that. They're paying for their buildings to accommodate you. They're paying for some people's transportation to and from work. So what if they didn't have to do that anymore? What if they just paid for who they needed at the time, right? Why pay for a marketing agent full-time? Why pay for custodial staff full-time? Why pay for a lawyer full-time to work on cases, whether they're busy or not busy, right? They're going to be thinking, if we just really hire them to do these tasks, give them particular tasks to do, then we pay them for the work that they do, and we don't pay them for their off time. We're not paying people to take bathroom breaks. We're not paying people to take a lunch break. (laughs) We're not paying anybody to go just chit-chat with their coworkers and just lounge or sleep in the damn office, (laughs) take a nap and shit. That's what they're not doing. And they're not going to want to pay for us to, like, take our social media breaks either. Let's stop kidding around. We know that living and working is practically intertwined at this point. So yeah, we look at our phones. We take smoke breaks, things like that. How does that look for STEM though? If you're practicing STEM, if you're studying and you're interested in doing something that you know is going to be meaningful and it's going to last a while and you're going to make good money and even build your status, right? you would be able to market yourself by the skills that you do and the skills that you've learned, the experience that you have and a portfolio that you have to share. So it would be really important and it would behoove you to create your own portfolio starting from now. Why wait? If you've been doing stuff at your current job, 
you need to not only have a resume, start building a portfolio. Kind of like what a model would do, what a writer would do. Just think of these contracting gigs, right? Just the same way that people are driving up and down with the name of their company on their car and their phone numbers and stuff so that anybody can call them. That's the same type of stuff that we're probably going to have to do. Engineers, computer scientists, chemists, all that. You'll be able to market those skills because not everybody can do those things. That's the best part about STEM. Not everybody can have the hard skills that we have, but your soft skills matter too. And I know we get mixed up on those nowadays because soft is turning hard and hard is turning soft. That kind of sounds a little weird, but you know what I'm trying to say. So you're going to need to build your own personal work portfolio. If you don't know what that looks like, what I'm going to do is make sure that we have a bit of direction for you guys on our website. I'll put a link on our social media, but you definitely need to share projects that you've done, share the things that you've developed, teams that you've worked on that really have created or produced something that was helpful to your workplace, community groups, your your church shit if there's anything that you've done that means that has been even remotely positive (laughs) you could use that to market yourself and honestly just feel free to be yourself people like people with personality so don't feel that you need to be like somebody else it's all about creating the unique experience of having the opportunity to work with you. How do I make somebody understand that working with me is different than working with anybody else? And I know that's something that we don't really learn all the time in school. To be totally honest, when we go to school, many of us in STEM are like going for years upon years till we get sick and tired of the thing. At the end of my college career, I was literally like, give me my piece of paper. Because I spent that much money for this thing. And we all know that's what I want at the end of the day, other than the relationships that you form, of course. So when you're in school, make sure that you're realizing that half of the experience, half of what you're getting out of it are the relationships that you build and the ways that you can communicate, the ways that you can market yourself and really get to know who you are as an individual and what your values are. That's just as important as the classes that you take. Creating this portfolio is not just about how smart you are and what your PhD says that you've accomplished and what your GPA score is. It's accumulation of what you've done in the past few years. So we'll have an example of that on the website for you guys. And we really just want to encourage you to critically think. Don't abandon your creative thought. Creativity, uh, the scientific method, and critical thought are what's going to get you through to experience the most and get the most out of a changing work landscape. 
And something that you have to think about is, especially as people of color or people who don't have much work experience, it's going to be easy to get left behind in a landscape that you are marketing yourself for. Because it, it depends on how much they like you. Who's going to force them to hire somebody of color? Who's gonna, nobody's going to care about how diverse you know, the people that they're hiring as a contractor or freelancer or something like that is. So you just have to be the best option there is. And we'll work with you guys on figuring that all out. And it's going to be a fun ride. Until the next time, this is Paper Made. <laughs>